Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. episode 15. Today we're going to be talking about shadow work. Brian, why don't you get us started? So becoming aware of your unconscious mind, the part of yourself you repress and hide from. Wikipedia defines shadow work as an analytical psychology. The shadow is an unconscious aspect of the personality that does not correspond with the ego ideal leading the ego to resist and project the shadow. So basically it's the ego protecting us from perceived dangers. Wow. And the term shadow work sometimes gets a bad rap because people think a shadow is being kind of ominous and everything. But basically what we're talking about is not the sinister part of ourselves, but merely the it's a process that we instill to ensure balance through honesty and self-examination. And with the definition that was just given, the term ego ideal is what a lot of us term in our practices as the higher self. And that's the part of us that we strive to spiritually evolve to. And basically, you know, let your conscious be your guide kind of thing. It's it's how we stay in track with that. And so what they're stating here is it's when we're out of alignment with our higher self path that we form these shadows and we form these behaviors, if you will, that are not incongruent with who we are and it causes conflict within us. So we all agree that repressing and hiding our truth is unhealthy and gay people are often asked by society to do just that. We're bullied into hiding certain aspects of ourselves and we internalize those feelings and it becomes our own internal sense of bullying. So we basically become our own bullies. Doing the shadow work helps us identify and consciously change our internal messaging. Yeah. And this takes a lot of courage and consistent effort, you know, just to be more aware of what we're doing consciously all the time and what our motives are for doing those things. And although it is healing, it can be very challenging and oftentimes very painful because basically we're looking at finding those personality flaws inside of us. And if you want to call them a spiritual infection, it's tedious because we've become accustomed to these things. It's kind of like comfortability and familiar pain, if you will. And because we see that pain that we have every day is kind of a normal state of being. And we start to question ourselves, you know, in the back of our head, what will we be without this? Or if I lose this and I get hope, then someone can just crush me again. And it just leaves us in that state of void. So let's go through the benefits of doing shadow work. Absolutely. Let's combat that fear. So yeah, letting go of shame would be the first benefit we want to talk about. Yeah, I I believe that we don't have to any longer live up to expectations of people who aren't on a similar path as us and have to evolve into that. And if we do, then we're basically truncating ourselves and cutting ourselves off at the knees spiritually as to who we need to evolve to be. Another benefit would be overcoming fear. If you have a lot of fear, and uh, we all know that fear can be crippling and can really cause you to lose enjoyment out of your life, identifying those fears uh, by doing a shadow work can definitely be a, a benefit. And the same goes for trauma, identifying trauma of your past. If you learn about those traumas, learn how to deal with them better, you can improve your life. Yeah, at one point in my shadow work, Brian, I had to go back and uh, go back through the experience of when 
we lost my brother when I was young and you know, the things that happened and the way they unfolded. And I learned how other people process their grief as normal when it really wasn't right. So everyone expresses that differently, but it was a lot of trauma for me as a child. I lost my mother for six months in a hospital after that happened. And it was just a lot of loss that happened all at once. Yeah. I think that a lot of people have done shadow work in the past, not really knowing that they do it when, when somebody passes, like you're saying, kind of forces you into your mind and to, uh, think about some another things. one of the benefits, Brian, our relationship has improved because of the work that we've done and we've went back in. Yeah, definitely. I think any relationships or even friendships can be improved when you know yourself better and, uh, you've done the shadow work. Sure. So we're all about finding peace and I'm pretty sure that it, it would be difficult to find your own internal peace. If you don't do shadow work, you, you need to be at peace with your past in order to be comfortable with yourself in the present. Our whole concept of gay peace started, you know, because we wanted to share some of the pains that we've traveled through and the shadow work that we've completed and the benefits of that with the people who may still be suffering and that can use those as some sort of a, a life preserver in their own pathway. So that's definitely one of the reasons we're even here is to find peace. Agreed. So another benefit uh, from doing shadow work is it stops unhealthy patterns or it helps you to identify unhealthy patterns so that you can change them and, uh, and lose the, the consistent unhealthy pattern and come up with some healthier plans. Sure. And we can see that with the way we eat or the way we shop or when we go looking for relationships that, you know, aren't really where we need to be in. Those are all types of things that can be portrayed by a lot of shadow work needing to be done and a lot of the things just kind of running amok in our lives and leading us down the wrong paths and we're looking for something to fill that void right and it's been my experience that doing shadow work puts you in a better mood because you're able to process your own emotions a little bit better when you know yourself better it makes you a stronger you well definitely because and we're gonna be talking about triggers in just a moment but if we can disarm some of those triggers that throw our day into the ditch, then of course we're going to, you know, be able to stay on track with where we are at the moment and enjoy that. So let's talk about some ways to do shadow work. Actually, what is shadow work? How to do it? I think my, where I learned the most about my past and my shadows is looking back at my childhood memories. If you want to listen in uh, episode six that we did of our Gay Peace Journeys podcast. The Child Within has a lot of ways to deal with uh, childhood memories. And also our inner child meditation on gaypeace.com uh, will help you to be in touch with your childhood as well. But listening to your childhood memories, things that come up in your head even though you're years past that childhood you still think of these memories those are those are shadows possibly that that could be affecting your daily day-to-day -day life right and meditation itself that you just mentioned meditation is a great way to you know try to let some of this stuff unravel and become more aware of where you are because of the things you've experienced and how those things are portraying in your life, maybe not by choice, but by reaction now. 
so that you can help to get a better understanding of that. So one, one more quick way to get in touch with your childhood memories. For me, it's been very beneficial to listen to the same music that I listened to when I was a child because that spawns memories. It, it brings up thoughts of that childhood and it, it brings back a lot of good and sometimes not so good processes or thoughts that I need to work through. Sure. And you know, this whole process, Brian, it can be really difficult because what we think we know about honesty, when it comes to ourselves, that all just kind of flies out the window because we, we just basically see the world from a different perspective than other people do. And the way you can see that is a lot of times we're able to see things that our friends are like doing that they're, they're basically sidelining themselves over and over. And we can see the patterns and we can see the behaviors that they're doing that aren't pretty I mean, we can love them through it, but it's not our experience. It's not our path to grow for them, but hopefully we can be their eyes and ears. But if we don't have someone doing that for us and being our eyes and ears, when we're doing things that we're not aware of, that's where it can get a little disarming. And I think a lot of times we do that, Byron, because we grew up thinking that that type of behavior was normal or it's okay for me because, you know, whatever that is. But the truth is that if it's not acceptable behavior that's going to align us with our journey to our higher self, then it's basically pushing us away from that. And anytime we do that, we always wind up in pain. So sometimes these growth experiences can come from our meditations, but from our dreams as well. And, you know, we always need to look at that to some degree. I mean, if it was important enough for our psyche for us to remember it when we woke up, then it might be trying to tell us something. And, they can reveal truths to us that sometimes we won't or can't see in our daily lives. And Paul, you brought up observing your dreams. I think that's a great way to get in touch with your past and your do your shadow work. I had a really cool dream last night, and I want to tell you about it. So I was listening to some music to spark my memories of my childhood. And then when I fell asleep, I had this really strange dream where I was in a bar and I was, uh, the bartender was boy George from, <laughs> from culture club, which was a huge part of my youth. Um, for those of you that don't know it. And, uh, he was bartending and I got to know him pretty well. We started hanging out together and we were hanging out at this, I don't know if it was a resort or something along the beach. And, it, hurricane season here in Florida, so hurricanes are on my mind, and I always have dreams about impending doom for some reason, and uh, boy George and I were talking, and I said, I, I know there's a hurricane coming, and it's really sad to think that the area we're standing in may be devastated, you know, by this hurricane that's coming. And boy, George looked at me and he said, but Brian, you know that now is what's important. The moment you're in right this moment, this is the only thing that's important. Why are you worried about something that might happen? And you know, that was wow, an that's so powerful, <laughs> interesting dream for me. I woke up, I, I even, um, I did a, a, an affirmation about it on, on our websites and I just thought it was an interesting dream. Yeah. I, I, I've yep. never known anyone to have Boy George as a spirit guide, but that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually had a dream one time too that was very prophetic for me. It was it was a couple years after I had been, you know, clean and sober, and I dreamed that I was in the bar that I always go to, and my favorite bartender was there, and he was asking me what I wanted, <clears throat> and I 
wanted a beer, but I realized I did not have my wallet on me. So I was reaching my pocket and I found a coin and I pulled it out and it was a quarter and I threw it on the bar and I put my hands back in my pocket. And each time I did, I would find another quarter and I would pull it up and I would put it on the bar. And when I had enough money to purchase, that just kept happening. Right. And when I had enough money to actually afford the drink, it just appeared right in front of me. And it's like nothing else was there. It was just me in this entire blackness. I think the bar wasn't even there anymore. It was just me and then the beer sitting in front of me. And I honestly just didn't want it, you know, and I, I woke up and I was so confused and I'm like, what the hell does this mean? I mean, I, I know people had had using dreams and stuff like that where they talk about, but like, I just couldn't get it. So I called my sponsor and I was talking to him and I was like, look, this is what happened. And you know, it's like, I was in this bar and I ordered the drink and <clears throat> I, I had all this change and this change kept like coming up. And as this change came up and then the beer came, I didn't want the beer anymore. And he said, well, you know, you just tell me what it meant. Like when you've had enough change, you didn't want the beer anymore. And I think for me, the truth was that I had changed enough that I didn't need something to fill that void anymore. I actually had what I needed without that. It wasn't a want, it was a need, right? And that, that was, I think, the major point for me on that one. Wow, that's a great dream, and it, it really shows how, you know, shadow work and paying attention to your dreams actually uh, can and, benefit and, you know, us. even though I had that and I told them about it, I couldn't, I couldn't hear what I was saying to make it make sense until... You know, some, someone else let me sound off of them. And I think that that's one of the things we just don't see what we can see in other people oh, in yeah. ourselves. Absolutely. Right? I, I do that as well. I can see things in other people way more than I can see it in me. And other people can see things in me more than I can myself. So that's an awesome, awesome dream. Yeah. So I think one of the other things we want to talk about is, you know, be aware of your shadows. Right. Yeah. And triggers. Oh my gosh. So let, let's just basically define triggers real quick. <laughs> so honestly, I have found that when we take a moment to examine our triggers, then that's the times we learn the most. And basically a trigger is anything that derails us from our current state of being into something of frenzy, fear, hostility, ego driven responses, anything like that. They're something that is a catalyst to alter our, our perspective, right? And those things, that specific trigger, um, it needs to be addressed. If someone tells me your hair looks stupid and I know my, and, and it bothers me, then maybe there's something about the statement that means something or has some basic for basis for reality to yeah, me. I found that to be true. Whenever somebody says something to me and it bothers me. There's right. probably some truth to that or something that I hold internally that um, I'm not at peace with. So right. I need to deal with. But that. if I'm at peace with it and someone says your hair looks stupid, I'm like, thank you. You know, nope. <laughs> it really no would just not bug me at all. So yeah. like, and then that's just a really silly example. But we all have these things happen. It could be the dude that cuts you off in traffic that lets you know that you're not right with yourself. But it could be something someone says or an action that occurs or the way someone behaves those triggers are the most valuable point in our spiritual journey because they're basically shining a flashlight on something about us that we need to observe. Right. And, you know, don't judge those things. Don't 
don't think of your shadows as good or bad things or stupid things or things that you should be ashamed of. If it's coming up in your subconscious, there's a reason for it and you should probably process that and it, it will turn out better if you do. Right. And, and we're only talking right now about the identification of the shadows. So basically, you know, dealing with that is going to take a little bit of work, but if we take a true stab at trying to find these things and we're persistently doing it, like we're adding that into being more present or mindful throughout our day, we will find these truths. We will. And when we examine these things, they may hurt or sting a bit, but they're going to bring about this spiritual evolution within ourselves, where we can like become what we're meant to become and we can move into that higher path. Right. And the attention, um, as long as we have the correct intention and an honest desire, that door is going to open us up to the catharsis that we need. So this, like I said, this is just the first part of it, identifying this. And I think that's all that we really want to cover today is what is shadow work and how do we get to that? But, you know, Brian, if you need to process shadows, right, it may be something you can't do alone. It, it may be. And yeah. you may need to talk to somebody about it, like a psychologist or a therapist. Or someone, yeah, a someone counselor. who's licensed for and, that. And that's not us. We're just telling you our experiences. That's, exactly. About. I mean, and I've had, I've dealt shadow work before where I put messages on a balloon. I've written things onto a paper lantern and let them go for someone that was no longer on this side of their, you know, they've already yeah. transcended. But you've done that with a lot of people too. I know that that's speaking of cathartic. It's a good way to let things go. Yeah. I try to help people when they're stuck. You know, if I, if I can be uh, that catalyst, I want to be that catalyst for people. I think that's part of being a Pisces sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> so look for future episodes about shadow work with us. We're, we're, it's kind of a staple of what we're going for and what we're thinking about a lot of the time. Um, you know, even some of the things that came up in this episode are from previous episodes. So listen to those previous episodes and, you know, do your meditations and, you know, do some shadow work and yeah. And as we find people on similar paths that are performing different types of shadow work, we're going to try and bring those forward into our journey with you. Yeah. Well, that was fun, Paul. Thank you for sharing all that. Thank you. I had a great time. Well, peace out, everyone. Woo Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your gay peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on gaypeace.com.